Hello and welcome to Hiccup, the podcast series that explores all things parenting and mum life. I'm Jen, aka Irish Mama Buys, and each week I'll be joined by a special mum guest. We'll have a chat, we'll answer some of your listener questions, and just have some fun. So sit back, relax, if possible, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. This week's episode, I talked to Sheena, founder of Wonder Baba. Sheena talks to me about why she set up her amazing online resource for parents and why so many people can relate to what she writes about. We talk about how all squeamishness goes out the window when babies come along and the gross just becomes every day. And sometimes mamas have to resort to bribery, but I think we all know that. And Sheena shares some amazing and so, so deserved momspiration. An amazing episode, not to be missed. great to hear because... It's been such a long journey for me because Wonder Baba started when my current nine-year-old, when I was on maternity leave with her. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long time. And I have some lovely people who've kind of stayed with me all of that time. You know, you'd be kind of messaging, answering queries and things. So it's, it's lovely to see the same faces and new faces coming back. It's a great kind of community online for me. It brings community pharmacy, I suppose, out of the bricks and mortar and yeah. it's really cool yeah that's brilliant did you whenever you were pregnant then or you had your first child were you already working as a pharmacist then at that time when you decided to yeah so I actually um surrounded by pharmacy in that my granddad was a pharmacist my dad was a pharmacist I have two brothers who are pharmacists and my husband's pharmacist brilliant. <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah kind of very deeply embedded in the pharmacy world but I have I qualified in 2005 so I've been working since then and took over the pharmacy in Milltown um so it's Milltown Total Health Pharmacy in Dublin 6 in about I think it was the end of 2008 um because I always knew I suppose growing up with my dad having his own business that he had taken over from my granddad and I, I grew up in that pharmacy I mean I was working on an official or unofficial capacity for as long as I can remember, you know, doing simple jobs around the place or wrapping the presents at Christmas that people were getting. And I just, I loved the feel of it. And back in those days, like we had a, um, a phone that used to ring. So when the pharmacy was closed, the phone used to ring in the house and it was our, like, we would always answer it. So my, I have three older brothers as well and myself and, whoever answered the phone and it would always be a customer thinking they were through you know to the pharmacy yeah. and we'd be like oh no you're through to the house but you'd be taking messages and everything so I suppose yeah I, I grew up engrossed in it and was very keen to kind of um, establish myself in a community where I could get that you know kind of long-term yeah. relationships with my customers so I suppose by the time I started Wonder Baba I had been there for four or five years um already and I still remain there now so that's I suppose you know um well it changes all the time but I suppose that's where I spend a lot of my time yeah um, with my patients there and a wonderful team there so yeah I I suppose when after Isla my eldest was born I was kind of doing a lot of googling as new mums do panicking going how do I get uh-huh. this child to go to sleep how do I change a nappy? How do I do anything? Because <laughs> while I had expertise in pharmacy, I, I I was the first of my friends to have a baby. 
I have three older brothers who, you know, were fairly clueless, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, of <laughs> course. I had my mum around, so she's brilliant. She's always been a great help. But, you know, the little practical things, you'd be Googling in the middle of the night. And that's kind of how it all started, because I kept coming across information, say, kind of in addition to what I was actually looking for, that was kind of medical advice and it was incorrect or inaccurate. And I started to realize that there was so much misinformation out there on the Internet. And it really worried me, like mm-hmm. the pharmacist, me, wanted to jump into every conversation. But obviously I never did because I'm, I'm a real person. I won't give advice unless I'm asked for it. because <laughs> There's nothing more annoying. So I, so I said, OK, well, how, how do I provide advice in a safe way in Ireland to give kind of mums a community online that has the same standards as a traditional community pharmacy but also I suppose the empathy from a mum who's going through it um, and who's been there on those dark lonely nights when you feel all alone and so I started then writing articles so I've always been interested in English so this was a wonderful thing for me to found to do it was like the marriage of my two worlds if you know what I mean um so I just really, really enjoyed it. So I started writing articles then and started a Facebook page, which was all the rage at the time. And <laughs> <laughs> so vintage now. I but, know, uh, right? <laughs> I know. I can't keep up. I'm like, snap what? Anyway, <laughs> I started um, writing and posting the articles literally just up as posts. And then people started ringing the pharmacy looking to talk to me or looking to you know buy something off me and I was like what mm-hmm. do you mean you want to buy it off me I, I just wrote an article and they were like no I really appreciate your advice and I was like oh god so it really so eventually we used to take all the sales just over the phone because and like I used to end up having such amazing conversations with mums who were so nice to seek me out um and to throw their business my way and it evolved that way and we ended up setting up our website then you know a couple of years later just purely for logistical reasons so then I started writing and posting everything on that so now I think we've got got over 200 articles on there um you know just on every subject so sometimes even the girls at work I see them if they're getting asked a question or if I'm being asked a question and I know I've written a really thorough article on something because when I write about something I get completely engrossed Mm -hmm. and do so much research and that I, I put everything down and all of my references and everything. So I, I often look them up myself, which is ridiculous as that sounds. But if you're like, God, what did I say about that? Do you know, just as a refresher. Just a reminder, yeah. So it's lovely to have that catalogue. And even as the kids have gone older, I've maybe written things when they were younger about their teething experiences, yeah. which obviously I can't remember now because they've fried my brain. So- yeah, oh, don't chat. <laughs> so in yeah. <laughs> in the haze of parenthood I've forgotten bits and pieces but so it's just yeah it's been a lovely journey for me um but yeah so it's kind of keep keeping both going so yeah I suppose traditional pharmacy is obviously still a huge passion for me um and the care of the elderly and I suppose management of multiple medications in more complex patients um but I love I just because I'm so engrossed in motherhood myself and 
I love spending time around my kids and I love being able to give practical solutions to people in, I suppose, everyday language. That's yeah. the way I see yeah. Wonder Baba. I, I hate nothing more than reading articles on advice where you're kind of baffled by the medical chat. I think people just want to know the simple answer to a straight question on what's the best thing to do if your child has, whether it be mm-hmm. chicken pox, head lice, you know, constipation, anything. Um, so I just, I suppose that's what I try and do to just deliver information as I would if I was chatting to a mom in the pharmacy. Yeah, exactly. I think you're so right. Like whenever you're a mom, you don't think, you don't realize how many small little things are going to occur that you're just going to be right I need to start googling but then you get so overwhelmed with all the information and you're just like what and and so much of it's contradictory so you're just completely like don't know what to do but yeah you just you're so stuck like it I found your website so helpful because it was like very understandable I knew it was coming from a source that was reliable and it was like from another mom who was going through the same kind of thing. So it's very, it's like a one-stop shop for moms. <laughs> Thank you. I know. And I, I do, I feel the most important thing in the relationship between a community pharmacy, pharmacist and their patients, especially young new moms, is trust. Like people need to know that there's reliable information and that they're given a practical answer because sometimes you know you're given advice on how to solve a problem from someone who's never tried you know to do do it with a child and um, whether it be kind of giving certain medication mm-hmm. so to hear that you can mix particular antibiotics with fruit pot or you can do this that or the other what you can and what you can't do and what's easiest with young kids yeah. for me was really important I suppose so yeah it's all about the practical side of things and just realizing how hard it is actually on that I um, I often find it funny because when I'm talking to any of my friends who are having babies and they're overwhelmed by Google and all of the things that might happen I always say don't worry about things until they come up there's enough time you don't have to learn everything at once it's like on day one you learn how to change nappy Uh, you know by day seven you might have learned how to wash the child but really (laughs) (laughs) you don't you don't you don't need to do it all at once things happen and come up just like you said there um and I think yeah it can be overwhelming so just tackle one problem at a time <laughs> exactly yeah I, I think we just kind of took it day by day and I'm kind of glad that I hadn't gone doing too much reading and stuff beforehand because there's things happen and you're just like I, I didn't know that was a thing I didn't like I didn't know I could be sucking snot out of my baby's nose with a little squeezer <laughs> there's so many things so many the things. glamour the glamour of motherhood <laughs> I know I know I never thought that I would just get so used to like um you know disgusting bodily fluids but now I'm just like oh whatever <laughs> I know and it's like the obsession with poos and peas and you just get so used to being puked on and it's like how is this my life but you just you don't even notice it happen. It's like little bit by little bit, you just get taken over and consumed. Little bit by little bit until one minute you're texting your friend then and you're just like, okay, what color was it? And then you're like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> that It's so funny. And I get so many questions just about poo, I have to say. That, yeah. Like it's one of those things. 
but you know if you if you tell someone who's pregnant with their first child that they're going to spend the next two years obsessing about poo it's not very glamorous is it but not. it's the reality <laughs> it's so the reality it's so the reality oh my god <laughs> so yeah. as you as your boys got old as is, is it boys you have or girls so i have two girls so the, i have a nine and eight year old girl uh-huh. and then i have a six-year-old boy oh <laughs> so nice <laughs> two big sisters <laughs> i know he's ruined ruined oh <laughs> So as as they were growing up then, did you like start, did you write articles like related to the kind of things that they'd be doing or was it a combination of that and what people were asking you or how did you? Yeah, it, it was a complete mix of that. So again, it was as things came up, I tend to write about them. So whether that would be through my own experience with my own children or if I got a question from someone so I try to answer one-to-one questions as much as I can because I do feel that you know in the olden days it was the whole a community you know raises a child um whereas now life is a bit more insular and new moms are on their own a lot um because uh, maybe now nowadays a lot more women work and so they're you know not all the moms are at home to be kind of you know, reaching out for each other for support during the day. So um, a lot of kind of breastfeeding queries and stuff like that. Um, and I always really try and answer as soon as I feasibly can, which obviously gets harder as yeah. as the website has grown. Um, but I think that side of it's important, again, just so people don't feel on their own and they get the support that they need for the little problems along the way. Because obviously people will go to the doctor for the big problems, but for the little ones, I think it's just nice to have reassurance that you're doing a good job sometimes yeah. and that you, you, you don't need to worry and that it's normal, you know, whatever particular problems going on. So as things kind of arose, um, I'd if it was something that I hadn't had personal experience with, I would end up going to I'm, I'm a very tenacious person by nature, obsessive, maybe I, I love to like jump head first into subjects and learn all about them yeah. so if anything ever come up I suppose I, I would have ended up doing a lot of research for that particular um patient and then I'd, I'd kind of write about it afterwards um with a mix of information and I'm lucky in a way because obviously having a patient facing role in the community where you have mums with various problems coming through the door I actually love that about community pharmacy like it's almost a lottery in terms of you know you could have a hundred different queries come in all completely different in the day and I love the diverse range of pharmacy because you know you're kind of you deal with everything like um you know the the problems vary so much um and your patient types vary so much so I, I love that there's so much opportunity to learn because even now I've been a pharmacist for God, 16 years. That's a bit scary, Brilliant. but you know, and, and growing up in it, I, you're still learning every day. There's still yeah. new conditions yeah. you hear about still have mums come in, you know, whose children have complex needs or particular medication requirements that you end up doing a lot of research into. So I find even now I'm still learning and you know as new information comes up like I remember at the start of COVID 
I was asked a lot about anxiety um, and actually was asked to write an article for um, a, a pharmacy magazine just in ter- about the impact of COVID on um, children mm-hmm. and, and the return to school after that initial lockdown and how best to cope with it. And I have to say, I found that one of the most rewarding and interesting kind of pieces of research that I did because anxiety was so prevalent at the time and even parents anxiety about their children's anxiety you know worrying are our children going to be affected I suppose and how can we help them all this absolutely new territory so even as a mum I'm I end up grateful that I'm asked questions because having the opportunity I suppose to further my own knowledge and then you know make that travel into my own experience as a mum I think that benefits my kids as well so yeah it's it's lovely that way it kind of yeah it's it's you know it's it's a job that gives back a lot <laughs> exactly you're probably thinking to yourself oh I never thought of that but now I know loads about it so it's great <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and I have the best little product testers ever my panel of three <laughs> I'm almost like oh look at this new stuff I have guys let's try this (laughs) so your website as well so you've got products on the website as well um do you like handpick which things that you want to be on the website or how does it work yeah yeah so I suppose um we are first of all I suppose we're an online pharmacy retailer of medicines so we sell over-the-counter medicines we're registered with the pharmaceutical society to do that under the supervision um of the pharmacist so we sell the likes of and all of your kind of over-the-counter meds yeah and so a lot of that kind of relates back to articles you know in terms of pain constipation all that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. at least people can go oh you know i'm having this issue and just get it i suppose conveniently from the article um then i and this is probably my favorite part of the job. But anything that I have tried and loved with my children or on myself, actually, because skincare products, I actually have eczema myself. So I find I, I have a good wealth of knowledge on skincare products because I've used them all. Brilliant. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I tend to stock what I like. Um, for example, the other day, well, actually, it's about, it's just before Christmas. I'm sorry, I, I hate mentioning COVID because we're all so over it now, but <laughs> I I got the text to say that one of my kids was a close contact um, in school, so I had to do the three antigen tests. And I was like, I really, really just was dreading the thought of doing nasal swabs on that particular child. Um, you know, one of the other ones, no problem having the nasal swabs, but for this child, it's just difficult. So I had seen um certain things coming through the emails um to the pharmacy from various suppliers so I went out and basically got samples from you know different suppliers of different kind of potentially child-friendly antigen tests and poor poor Sophie tried them all like there wasn't you know the whole do one every second day it was like yeah you'll do four today and then we'll do another four tomorrow because I need to see and they love it though because I'm like so Sophie which one was your favorite and why what's good about this one what and they get so they're so used to me asking these questions that they're like 
well, I like this one because really, I don't like this one. I'm like, they're harsh, they're harsh, harsh. going to be so helpful for them whenever they're grown up. Like, it's, they're going to be so <sighs> decisive. Oh my goodness, they're so funny. They give a good criticism. That's the one thing, Warren. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So that's like, then, you know, so then I was like, okay, well, she very clearly whittled it down to one product. So that was the one that I stocked. And, mm-hmm. you know, I at least then know that when I'm selling something to a parent, whether like we do a lot in respiratory health because it's an area I'm kind of passionate about. And like we've done short shows in at the pregnancy and baby fair, just literally talking all about respiratory health. I, yeah. I find it a really important um, area for children's health. And it's one I get asked about a lot. So like with all of those products, I, I tend to seek them out because I, I end up, and then we kind of end up specializing in, in them. And um, I certainly w- would never really endorse the product that I don't use or have used. And I don't actually, this is the one thing, I suppose, I don't actually endorse officially any products. I like to think that I'm um, an unbiased yeah. opinion in a world that's hard to get. I, I suppose, again, it comes down to trust. So I don't take on sponsorship deals. I don't do any of that. In my view, I'm like, well, look, I'm here. I'm a community pharmacist. I'm selling all of the products. I There is no um, reason for me to, I don't want there to be a commercial reason for me to be recommending one over the other. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, it literally comes down to, what I can put my hand on heart and say, I have found this the best. Um, but I do find that different children, different things work for different families. So just because I'll say my favorite skincare product for myself and my kids is at the moment and has been actually <laughs> for me for about 10 years, but the Lipicar Bam in from La Roche-Posay. But I've had moms come back and say, actually, I didn't find that great. And equally with other products, you know, people rave about them and I'll try yeah. them and not like yeah. them. And it's really important that you find what fits you best and to try out things. And um, so that's why, yeah, when possible, we try and send out samples to people so they, you know, they can see, but Brilliant. not always possible because they're not always available. But I think it's important even go into your local community pharmacy and if they happen, well, pre-COVID, we all had testers and, you, you know, we'd squirt a little bit of a cream into a bottle for someone so they could try it first because... You know, you don't want to end up with a load of wasted product. Nothing would drive me more mad. Yeah. So for me, it's just about trust. Like, I think the people who listen to my recommendations know that there's there's a reason I'm recommending it. And it's it's not commercially driven, really, you know. Exactly. You're not just going to say like, oh, I think this is great when you don't actually mean it. Like you genuinely, you genuinely feel the product you're. I have no reason to pick one product over another because I'm yeah. not affiliated with any one company. I'm, I suppose I do business with them all. Yeah. So for right. me, it is literally down to what, what I can recommend. Like my integrity is really, really important to me and has been the whole way through. Um, you know, since I started Wonder Baba, it never started, you know, it didn't start with product recommendations. It started with me writing articles which were literally just, I suppose, meant to make um, information more accessible. So the product side of it kind of came secondary from demand from our patients and um, readers, um, which was lovely, as I kind of described earlier, the the website really 
grew out of um, people asking us to develop it because they were so sick of having to ring us. <laughs> Brilliant. No, I can yeah. completely see where you're coming from. Even like with my page at the start, I shared so many different like products and toys and stuff, but I only really ever share anything if I actually really like it. And sometimes yeah. I might share the same thing like a few times over the year but it's not because anybody's paying me it's just because yeah. <laughs> really like, like it this is brilliant <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. i know <laughs> exactly. oh i was just, so funny i was saying that over christmas i don't know if you've seen that sorry this is completely random not at all there's a new um irish board game out there well it's not really a board game but 30 seconds have you seen have you played that no it's oh, now- i don't think so what's it like <laughs> Oh, it's really good. It's like a game of description. So it's it's all about vocabulary. So it's really for like it's older than toddlers. But my nine and you kind of have to be able to read really to be able to do it. So that's yes. the but there, there's a kids version. And oh, the crack was mighty. It's so funny. We get so competitive in this house. And we just felt laughing. It was just so cool because I hadn't come across it. And it's a really good new product. But like that, do you know when you're like, <laughs> you find something you think it's brilliant and you just want to tell the world because if exactly. it makes life better or easier then it's win-win <laughs> exactly it's the same here same here completely we're in we're only at snakes and ladders now and we're, we're kind of fighting over like you know you throw the dice once then you have to wait your turn until it goes back around the circle again but they don't seem to yeah. understand that yet <laughs> So long as you're not playing pie face, you're doing okay. <laughs> don't know what it is. Don't want to play it. <laughs> no, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Stick with snakes and ladders. It's great. <laughs> so for a toddler kind of age group, because we're talking a bit about toddlers on my page this month and everything, what would be like the most common thing that parents would be coming to you about? What would you hear a lot? Yeah, so for toddlers really... I, I suppose in my line of work, you end up having queries by problem rather than, you know, necessarily age niche. So toddlers, the main things that crop up, obviously, you've a lot of people wondering about things like thermometers, like the basic things, um, you know, what's good to use things like even the most common question I get asked is from people is, can I use Calpol and Nurofen together? Um, you know, so yeah. like really important, important information. So much so that for that particular question, I have a full article on that because, you know, it, it's really important that parents know when to use things um, and kind of in what order. And um, other than that, respiratory health. So a lot of children around that age um, can start to show symptoms of conditions which may end up being asthma. Yeah. Um, but obviously at that age, generally they won't have a diagnosis because it takes a bit of time to get a diagnosis for something like asthma um, and a patient history. But you can start to see signs with things like a persistent nighttime cough and, you know, recurrent kind of chest problems. So I get asked a lot about that um, and product wise for that, definitely what's been game changing over the last five years for us in respiratory health has been the Salon Plus salt therapy device. And that's been great because you can obviously plug it in and it's the, it's really quiet, but the sound of it, actually my kids, I, I actually, so my three kids are divided between two rooms. If you know what I mean? The two girls share. 
Um, so I have one in each of their rooms and we turn it on low at night. And obviously we're a family of allergies. <laughs> so it kind of filters out like dust and pollen particles from the air and then pushes the clean air comes through and it pushes salt particles into the air, little micro microcrystalline particles, which helps to reduce inflammation and mucus in the airways. So that's really beneficial for anyone who suffers from hay fever, asthma, recurrent chest infections, Brilliant. sinus problems, anything like that. And um, so that's the product that the noise of it, my children are nearly conditioned to, to it now. It's like, a, <laughs> yeah, it's like white noise now. And then we sneak in when we're going to bed at 11 or sometimes 12, depending on what's on TV and how late we end up working. <laughs> Never can get myself to bed on time. That, oh, that was meant to be my New Year's resolution. And it's get not to going bed. very well. <laughs> That is, that is definitely a product that it's something that has crossed my mind so many times over the past two years every time there's any respiratory thing going on in the house or like over the past yeah. couple of years I've just developed hay fever out of nowhere so <laughs> it's something it's something that's always on my mind and it might be something that I invest in finally this year because I just know it sounds it sounds brilliant yeah it is it's it's really good and it's really simple and it's natural and yeah. it's suitable for young kids. So I really like that as a first port call because people often think, you know, might assume that pharmacists say, oh, every every problem has a medical, you know, medication answer. But no, I I, I have a kind of more holistic view. So yeah. I think, you know, when, when we can avoid using medicines, all the better. Now, obviously, you know, you, you don't do an asthmatic, any good by not using inhalers if mm -hmm. they're prescribed it's damaging but sometimes something like this can kind of help reduce flare-ups in conditions yeah. and can just you know without causing any harm basically yeah and um, the other one the other product actually um, and we've had various versions of this product over the few years well over the last 10 years nine years because of different stock availability and then trying different products and then so um, it's a humidifier. So this is like blocked noses, chesty coughs. This is what you need. So there's so many different versions of it. And you have to actually be quite careful with humidifiers if you're using them in a room that it is anyway damp already yeah. um, or humid because you'll get dripping down your walls if, if that's the case. So a humidifier is really only brought out when you actually have a copper coat so like we usually say use the salon plus to kind of prevent them um, and if you if you do happen to end up with some sort of kind of cough or cold or sniffle then turn off the salt therapy and take it out of the room altogether because humidity damages the salon plus machine so you actually nearly put it away in a press somewhere that it won't it won't <laughs> see what's going on in the room while it's gone um <laughs> And then you turn on the humidifier and again, you just add water to them. They run and the water, the steam comes out and helps to break down mucus mm. much in a much more aggressive way than the salt therapy. So it's good for short term use. And it also coats the nasal passageways at night with moisture. So and, and the throat so that you don't get, you know, when young kids are, are coughing during the night they wake and they can't get they can't get and oh. they can't get it up they're just they don't know what to do they can't yeah. rub their noses and they can't it's oh it's horrible 
and you feel so sorry for them yeah and like it's it's typical you know you lie down you go to sleep everything just dries out um so this uh, a humidifier kind of stops that from happening and just helps the breathing to kind of you know i suppose be maintained throughout the night without any of that dryness and irritation and so that that's a big problem you know and actually it hasn't well I was going to say it hasn't been as much of a problem in the last years with COVID, but actually I think people are probably just too scared to say that they have a block nose or a cough. I think so. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably as much there. But, well, saying that, like, you know, obviously the normal coughs and colds and tonsillitis haven't been as bad because children haven't been mixing as much. So a lot of the viruses have been dampened down. And, but that's one to keep an eye on in the future because it's good for those acute situations when, when something crops up and you need instant relief. Yeah, because even I can think like reading as well, like to go into a room where the shower's just been running for the steam and this type of thing. So I'm sure that's just the same kind of idea. It's exactly the same thing. And traditionally, that would have always been our advice. Like I always say to mums, you know, like especially young babies, toddlers, go in and do bedtime story or if they're a young baby, if you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, whichever, just sit in there, do the last feed and cuddle in the bathroom at night while you're running the hot water so that it's a steamy environment. Um, and that's a good way to avoid obviously any issues with damp if you can't use a humidifier. Yeah. Um, and it absolutely has the same effect. The only difference with using a humidifier rather than hanging out in the bathroom for the half hour before <laughs> bed, which, you know, we've all done, um, oh, yes. is, yeah, is that the effects of the, I suppose, the bathroom steaming will wear off after a couple of hours, whereas a humidifier will run all night and give you the same kind of benefits, you know. Mm. So, but it really is down to your house. The last thing you want to do is have a humidifier destroying your walls. So if it's a well-ventilated space and you have no issue with humidity, it's the answer to your problems. But obviously it's not if if you're going to, you know, have issue with humidity. Excellent. Oh, it's so interesting. There's just so many great products out there that I guess we just don't yeah. we just don't hear about enough. Like, yeah, no, there is like this. You know, there's some I suppose amazing things, and things are evolving mm. all the time. Um, like even when you look at kind of kids' toothbrushes and everything now, you know, I everything know. is yeah, like you get lovely. You know, and even you can get nice bamboo toothbrushes and kind of try and teach them, you know, to be environmentally friendly. Um, I, I love that. And I think I love that our, you know, this generation of, of kids are growing up so environmentally conscious. Um, you know, they like they teach me a lot. I feel like they're my driving force. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so trying to think what other kind of areas. So yeah, pain and fever are main things for toddlers. Obviously, toilet training is another big thing. Yes, <laughs> I'm about to start that now with the two-year-old. Well, he's nearly three. He's he's like, he'll go to the toilet, he'll do his peas, but he'll only do his peas. That's it. <laughs> and I wish I had a magic solution to that. I'm not going to lie. I used to give them bits of marshmallow if they... <laughs> <laughs> Bribery. bad bad mother I I bribed them all the time no, started then no, we all do it ends. we all <laughs> do it a hundred percent everything that you need them to do you just bribe them it's yeah it's like, the way. we can't go there if we don't do this we can't do this they had yeah like they had their vaccines yesterday and literally like <laughs> I was full-on taking advantage of afterwards <laughs> I think that was 
so funny. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever it's, it takes. It's funny because it's another one of those things like that you don't know before you become a mom. You're just thinking like, I would never do that whenever I'm a mother. <laughs> but all these ideals. And I love that though. I found baby one, I gave myself a really, really hard time. Like I was striving for perfection. No one told me that there was no such thing and that chilling out was the best thing I could do. And actually I wouldn't have listened to them anyway. Um, by the time I had my second child, I was much more chilled out. And, you know, she was, more chilled out as a result and it was just you know getting to know our own ways of doing things rather than reading everything from a book and I think standing back and actually just having that little time between you and your baby to get to know each other and even as they grow into toddlerhood to just find what works best for their personalities and sure by child number three I realized that dropping all standards was key to success (laughs) (laughs) And we've all been a lot happier since. So you just, you go with it, you know? Yeah. You're just kind of like, ah, they'll do it when they're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like, you can absolutely torment yourself trying to toilet train a child that isn't ready. And it just leads to failure and stress on everyone's side. You know, they're upset and you're upset. And, you know, I, I think if, if you just kind of take your child's lead a lot of the time, it's so much easier. But we're always trying to, I suppose, tick, um, you know, things off the list yeah. that we have to achieve. Um, and you want to get there quicker and you think, well, they should be doing this by this age. And, you know, other than major developmental milestones, they don't need to do anything per timetable. And exactly. they'll do it when they're good and ready. <laughs> exactly. I remember Ben with the the dummy. He used to have it in like... I mean, he was, we just called him the Dodie boy because he had it every, every single second and he'd be talking with the Dodie in his mess. And then he was like, I think it was, maybe it was last, last year, but he was um, two and a bit or something. And one day he just like dropped it and then he never asked for it back. And that was it. It's like, oh yeah. my goodness. How did he go from having it constantly to just going, no. <laughs> and you think it's going to be such a big battle. And I, yeah, I, I get a lot of people going, having guilt over using a dodie. And I'm like, like oh. they've been shown to um, actually, prevent, you know, help to reduce the frequency of SIDS. They've been shown to have zero impact on dental development unless they're using them kind of beyond the age of four. No impact on speech and language development. Do you know, yes. like, like, I really think... Um, that there's something you know obviously loads of babies don't want nor need them and that's great but for a child you know who really loves the dodie as you just said there they'll all of a sudden like I remember like that now my little boy was a bit slower to give it away I'd say it's around three three and a half and then he just was like oh he left it out for the fairies and the fairies talked and yeah. I was like okay well I thought that was going to be a terrible hard battle yeah. and I'm really glad yeah. I didn't bother fight it <laughs> That is it exactly. I remember like whenever I was in the hospital having bed and it was like so hard because he had after having the C-section and he was the only baby in the whole ward that was like screaming the place down. But in my head, I was like, I'm not giving him the dolly and blah, 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 blah. And then, <laughs> and then yeah. the next day I was chatting to a nurse. She's like, have you got a dolly to give him? And I was like, should I? She's like, just give it to him. <laughs> Rand. Yeah. 
I know. And I think that, like, obviously, you know, in the early days, people are nervous to give them a doty in case it has an impact on breastfeeding. Yeah. And that was it. That was exactly it. That was what was freaking me out. And like, it can have an issue. But to be honest, like, I didn't have, I breastfed all of mine for various different lengths because my first baby as I said my standards were way too high and I was way too stressed out that we just battled each other it was a hard experience and one you know that I think you would have needed the support of women around you who'd breastfed to kind of show you the ropes a bit more so for my second child it was much easier because I knew what I was doing whoever said like it may be natural but it's certainly not um it's certainly a skill that needs to be learned um and getting all the support that you can is really important. Um, but the Dodie thing, I think if you're aware that, you know, obviously substituting feeding cues for Dodie use, that's obviously a bad idea. But when you know you've you've been feeding them constantly and you just need a moment's sanity to go to the toilet exactly. or, you know, get them up, like whatever makes life easier. I think I think that's the most important thing. Exactly. Um, Nobody's yeah, perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. And everything we read is like, you know, there's so, there's so much out there. It's just so, it's just so hard. Like really, we just need to give ourselves a break sometimes and just. I know. It's best not to read it, you know, that's what I say. Don't deal with the problems that you don't have. Just like find them as they find you. (laughs) I'm not even going to ask about six, seven, eight, nine yet. (laughs) A dottle, a dottle. Good, good. (laughs) Like, mm, I don't say anymore right now. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna ask you one more question before we finish. Who is your mum inspiration? So somebody that you <laughs> admire that's a mum. Anybody? Okay. Well, can I answer this question in two parts? Is that possible? This question okay. has been answered in so many ways. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Well, I don't think it's any secret in my life that my mom is one of my best friends and my role models. Um, like we talk way too much. Like I would say good 40 minutes nearly every day. <laughs> and she keeps me company in the car and she, God bless her, listens to the highs and lows of my life, which are all trivial and ridiculous, like the whinging and the giddiness, you know, total typical relationship. But I have to say, and this is kind of leading into my next point, all the way through my life, she's been so, so steady and, you know, a really solid person. And I'm not sure I'll ever achieve that level of calmness, you know, with my own kids. I think it's remarkable to be always so stable, you know, when there's chaos around you and being that rock for everyone around you. And that kind of leads me into... Um, the other mumspirational group <laughs> that I think is out there who I rate really, really highly. Um, I marvel every day when I'm in the pharmacy and I see mums come in with children with special needs or long-term health conditions or, you know, suffering with autism or any of the challenges, actually any challenge that a mum is facing where their child is relying on them for so much physical or emotional support. And every time I see these mums, they show and inspire me with patience that I actually just don't know if I could ever find. Um, 
and I'd, I'd love to think I could be as amazing as them to show that kind of resilience and compassion and empathy with your child and patience. It's the patience, really. Uh, but always with a smile on the face. And obviously it's all driven from the love of their children. Um, and it's just wonderful to see people be so strong and to nurture their children, to make them feel secure. And I think that's the biggest gift of motherhood. Um, so I see a lot of parents or, you know, even just looking on various parenting forums and websites and then, as I said, people coming into the shop with children with various needs that are challenging. Yeah. And I know as a parent, I've been very lucky. I have three healthy children who, of course, like every child, are challenging on some days. But to, for a medical condition or any kind of additional need to be faced with ongoing challenges must be so draining. And I, in my experience, the strength that mums show in in that kind of case is is the most inspirational thing to me. And it, it's born from such a beautiful place of love and support. So that's what inspires me because if I can get intolerant of my well, healthy child just annoying me a little bit because I'm trying to do something else and not paying attention, I can't imagine having, you know, such um, a demand on my physical emotion, emotional state and being able to give all of that and keep smiling. So that's that's yeah. that's an amazing answer. Um so wonderful. Your mom sounds absolutely amazing and just <laughs> you're, you know, just such a special message for those moms because I don't think they get enough credit and we we don't think about them so often and you're in a position where you're seeing them, you know, this moms with kids that have special needs and things like this, you're seeing them quite often you no know, and often I, I find in the pharmacy when you see these mums their heads are down because obviously sometimes they're you know they're exhausted from mm -hmm. their day or you know their child could be maybe not cooperating with them and they could be struggling at that particular moment and there's so many times where I've wanted to say you're amazing and you're doing such a good job you know you don't want to be the weird pharmacist shouting support from behind the counter <laughs> you kind of just see people even when I'm in the supermarket and I'm not at work and I'm like you're brilliant but you yeah. just, you know, there's a limited amount of kind of cheerleading you can do as a normal person walking in the road but they they should all know that they are heroes and you know anyone you know who who's struggling and managing to keep them going I think you know definitely deserves to to be proud of themselves Absolutely. Absolutely. We challenged on the best of days by our kids, but to have patience like that all the time is another level. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and it's been wonderful and so interesting. And I hope that everybody goes and checks out Wonder Baba Care now. It's amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. I've been so busy lately. I haven't written half as much as I'd love to. So Plenty uh... on there. Oh, plenty on there. Keep them going, yeah. When you get through the 200, come back to me, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at HiccupPod. For news and updates, check out www.irishmamabags.ie slash hiccup. 
and don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast streaming app.